one. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. It's time to go behind enemy lines. My name is Bryce Kuhn. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And on the phone with Inside the Rebels is Mr. David Johnson. David, appreciate you for joining us here on a fantastic Tuesday as we inch closer to what should be a fun game on Saturday. Yeah, glad to be here, Bryce. Thanks for having me on. So, David, obviously, we look at this Ole Miss team, and you and I were joking about our, uh, you know, our ties to that Atlanta Georgia fandom. Uh, you know, you faced two Georgia teams: one team that I previously covered in Georgia Tech, and one team that I uh, worked for in Mercer. So, I've got to, I've got to look at a little bit of what the uh, Rebels have been able to do this year. But obviously, man, coming off a, uh, I think a disappointing loss that you could say against Alabama. What is kind of the morale? What's the message that you feel like uh, the team walked away with out of Tuscaloosa last Saturday? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's number one, it's still early in the season. Um, I personally think the sec West is as wide open as it's, as it's been in recent memory, to be honest with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think, the damage is, is, is too far flung. Um, but Ole Miss, let's be honest, is, is staring down, you know, two of the toughest games you could start an SEC season with, with at Alabama home against LSU. And um, things might look a lot differently this time next week if Ole Miss doesn't find a way to rebound, bounce back, and somehow – figure out a way to defeat the Tigers Saturday night in Oxford. Mm, no, and, and you mentioned, obviously, you know, what this uh, Ole Miss team kind of uh, was building some momentum. And I, I completely agreed with you. And obviously, you know, selfishly was hoping Ole Miss would win this game. We might have gotten a college game day an experience there in Oxford. You know, we talk about Jackson Dart, uh, obviously, on our board with our fans as well. But what have you seen from the growth of Dart as a quarterback that I know a lot of fans were hoping to see uh, year two under Lane Kiffin? Yeah, I mean, Jackson Dart has hands down been the Rebels MVP through the first four games of the season. Um, you know, I think he is making better decisions. He did have the pop fly pass that was intercepted over at Alabama on Saturday. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, they've got to keep him healthy. That's the number one thing. He's the team's leading rusher right now, as well as the leading passer, uh, because the the ground game, the traditional ground game, has not been there so far. Um, you know, that's something that I think they've got to get fired up Saturday night against LSU. Jackson Dart can be all the more of an effective passer if he's got a ground game that they can go to. But, you know, through four games, and that includes the Mercer game, you know, really not any kind of dynamite stats to report upon. And, uh, you know, I see we've got Quinshawn Judkins flashed up on the screen here. Look, he was a lot of people, not just Ole Miss media peoples, but a lot of people's dark horse for the Heisman Trophy over the offseason. And, I mean, Quinshawn is averaging about 50 yards per game. And uh, mm-hmm. the overall Ole Miss rushing attack is not averaging much more than that. They've got to get this guy firing on all cylinders if they're ever going to recognize that improvement you speak of about Jackson Dart. Um, there's no doubt he's making better decisions. He's much more comfortable in the offense. Um, 
And, and you know, the kid's gone through two quarterback battles in his two years. He's been at Ole Miss. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Jackson is, is the MVP at this point of the season. You know, fans get emotional sometime. And uh, after the Alabama loss Saturday night, I'm seeing a lot of bench dart, play Spencer Sanders, comments, things like that. Uh, you don't want to bench Jackson Dart. Um, mm. The team plays hard for him around him. They just got to get the ground game going and maybe get some receivers back a little bit healthy so he's got some balls, some guys to throw the balls to. Now, look, obviously I know that you probably try to tell your fan base this. You know, Alabama still has talent, even though this is obviously not a Crimson Tide team that we're used to watching. Uh, they still have talent, especially on the defensive end. And, and two stats I wanted to point out and, and, and kind of ask you about. The, the red zone efficiency, uh, Ole Miss 2 of 4 in that game. And then I've got here right next to me 3 of 14 on third downs. To you, is that more of a result of Alabama just being – you know, a, a staunchy, uh, you know, defensive effort, or is this more of Ole Miss didn't execute where they needed to? Yeah, I'd go more with A because uh, Alabama dominated the Ole Miss offensive line in this game. Uh, uh, again, never could open up any any real run lanes, uh, which exposes Dart. I mentioned he's our leading rusher. Um, it exposes him mm-hmm. to these SEC caliber hits. And, um, you know, you don't want to, you want to keep him healthy. Um, he was sacked five times, um, you know, and Ole Miss has had some, some much, uh, publicized struggles on the offensive line. And it's kind of funny because you look at it and you go, man, they're returning four of five guys from their 2022 offensive line. Um, you would think that would be a pretty, pretty decent unit. And uh, yet only three of those five guys are starting. Freshman uh, All-American offensive tackle Jaden Williams is no longer starting. Um, mm. They're starting a six-foot-four guy, Victor Kearney, at left tackle. And, um, you know, uh, had been getting the job done, I think, up until Saturday in Alabama. Um I don't think any of the five up front got the job done Saturday at Alabama. So, uh, you know, Ole Miss's success Saturday night, I'll get back. I'm going to hit this a lot. They've got to be balanced. I mean, Mm. if you look, I mean, on the surface, everybody here is Lane Kiffin, and they think throw the ball all over the field. He's going to throw it crazy. Lane Kiffin's offenses run the football effectively. This Mm. one this year has yet to do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm, mm. Yeah, and it's one thing. Obviously, you mentioned you know the threat of the running game coming into the season. I know a lot of people were excited to see what Judkins could do. Uh, Bentley as well. Uh, you know, where is he kind of falling in in the the totem pole of carries? Just one carry for three yards. Uh, three. He did have three receptions for forty one yards against Alabama. But you know, kind of from the outside looking in, David, this is a guy that could be part of that one two punch. 
what's kind of been the uh, the progression of you know a guy like Bentley in this offense? Yeah, you know it wouldn't surprise me Saturday to see Bentley get more carries, obviously, than he did at Alabama. Uh, he he is the speed guy. Quinchon's more of the power guy, but uh, you know you got to go with the hot guy. And right mm. now, Quinchon is not the hot guy. He hasn't been, and uh, you know we're we're a third of the way through the season. Um, you know, and, and the odds of Ole Miss being able to get a, a ground game going against LSU on Saturday night, I would say are slim to none. And, uh, you know, I certainly hope they can do it, but, you know, they haven't gotten it going on the ground yet. And obviously that does, you know, uh, pose a challenge for an LSU team that has struggled uh, against the run game. Obviously, K.J. Jefferson this past weekend able to find some successes that as well. So the balance that you talked about, if LSU is able to sell out against one of those things, I know the Tigers and Matt House, Tigers defensive coordinator, would love to have that opportunity. Uh, David, we flip it over to the defensive side of the football, and I'm going to flash a guy up here that I'm familiar with. And I know you are as well. Jared Ivey, a guy on that edge for this Ole Miss team. This front seven, though, you know, it held Alabama, if I'm correct here, and I'm, I'm going to pull up these stats right here in front of me, held Alabama to, you know, not necessarily uh, terrible numbers in that first half, but just couldn't quite finish the drill as the offense couldn't really stay on the field. Talk to me about this front seven of Ole Miss. What kind of job are they going to have to do against Jade Daniels and company? Yeah, I like the front seven. Uh, you know, you've got not only Jared Ivey, you've got Cedric Johnson at another edge. You've got J.J. Peakey's Josh Harris on the inside. Uh, you know, and, and honestly, you know, you started seeing a little bit more of, uh, you know, uh, the true freshman Sontari and Perkins on, on Saturday mm-hmm. in Alabama. Uh, the kid is going to be a stud. Uh, I don't know where where they're at right now, really and truly, in terms of letting Sontari loose on the defensive side of the football he had a particular mission against Alabama, and that was to spy on Jalen Milrow. Uh, you know, Lane denies that uh, that'll be the case this week, but uh, you never know. And um, yeah, you know, but but yeah, Ole Miss is is kind of relatively deep up front on the front seven. Where their where their issues are, if if I may, is is in the secondary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and and you can really just – it's really as simple as this. You lose Miles Battle to Utah. You lose Davis and Igbignosin to Ohio State. You lose Tysheem Johnson to Oregon. Those are three guys back there in your secondary, and you replace them, with all due respect, with a guy from Liberty, a guy from North Texas, a guy from Florida Atlantic, and a guy coming in from Georgia Tech. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's Zamari Walton and Zamari Walton has played well, but, um, you know, you just, that's kind of simple math to do right there. You know, you lose these guys to these major programs and, and you pick up guys from programs that are not major. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I think that's where they're a little bit suspect right now. I don't know that Ole Miss has really played a team that could exploit that yet like LSU can, particularly with Malik neighbors having to be guarded out there. But, um, you know, and when, when they went down and played Tulane, Michael Pratt didn't play in that game. So True. you were going up against the backup quarterback. So I expect Ole Miss's defensive test to come primarily 
in their secondary this weekend. Uh, we kind of flip it as we wrap it up here, David. Once again, appreciate your time. David Johnson, Inside the Rebels writer. Oh, overall, I mean, look, everyone knows Lane Kiffin. Everyone knows what he can bring to a team, what he can bring to an offense. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of fanfare made about the uh, the media back and forth. But coming into this game, what kind of pressure do you think is there on Kiffin to really kind of rein this in very quickly? Obviously, a tough back-to-back with Alabama and LA, at LA, with LSU coming to their place. What, what kind of pressure is on the staff to really kind of find it, like you mentioned, in what feels like a wide-open SEC West? Yeah, uh, the, a lot. I think a, an awful lot because, uh, you know, you, you date back to last year. It, when you look back at how they closed last year, and they lost five of their last six games. Um, mm. And all while they were doing the losing, all the rumors of Lane to Auburn was going on. And honestly, I, I believe he kind of lost the ropes of this Ole Miss team a little bit. And, mm. you know, the transfer portal, it, Ole Miss has made a big splash in the transfer portal. The problem with that is you've got guys that have just gotten here and you ask yourself, are they fully invested in this program and what direction it's going to go and how will they handle adversity? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's no other way of putting it. Uh, I mean, if Ole Miss doesn't beat LSU Saturday night in Oxford, adversity is staring them squarely in the face with an 0-2 start in the SEC. And, you know, the next two games aren't gimmies. They've got Arkansas and Oxford, and then they make the trip down to Auburn to meet up with Hugh Freeze. And mm. uh, I guarantee you, Hugh's got that game circled on his calendar. So, you know, a lot of needless, I think, off-the-field distractions last week that, I mean, I, I'd credit to Lane Kiffin. Uh, you know, he didn't have to get on a press conference and essentially fire Kevin Steele as the Alabama defensive coordinator. He did that Mm. last week. And, uh, you know, I I think Steele had a lot of gratitude in his heart when he held Lane to only 10 points Saturday in Tuscaloosa for the first time in like 40 games, Ole Miss didn't score at least 20 points. And, uh, you know, that's – you know, uh, so far I, I haven't seen any tweets from Juice Kiffin this week or anything from Lane. So, you know, hopefully they're buckled in on what matters, and that is their game with the LSU Tigers Saturday in Oxford. Always a weird series. I mean, you never know who's going to win these games and why it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Um, you know, so, I, I mean, I think Ole Miss fans like their chances in this game. Um and, and that's good. I'm glad they do. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be a, 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 a interesting Saturday afternoon in Oxford. David, once again, man, appreciate you as always coming on and, and talking Ole Miss as we uh, kind of preview what the Rebels could look like. Uh, before we get out of here, I know we got down here at the bottom, David Johnson, Inside the Rebels, but tell folks where they can find uh, the LSU fans, where if they want to read more up on this matchup and what Ole Miss has coming in, where should they be directed to? Yeah, just go to Inside the Rebels. We're part of the 24-7 Sports Network, and uh, we'd be glad to uh, have all you Tiger fans come on over and give us a, a shout-out. Love to have you. Awesome. you got to love the friendly banter between these two teams for sure. It's going to be a fun one there on Saturday afternoon. David, appreciate it as always, and we'll catch you next time. We'll meet up in Oxford uh, this weekend. Thank you, bro.